Hello, friends. You're listening to the Sound Off Podcast. My name is Nate Laux, and I'm your host. Sound Off is a community conversation show that airs each Monday and Friday live on 96.7 The Eagle in LaPorte, Indiana. And while podcasts don't allow for live interaction, we are still grateful to have you listening and engaged. So please help us out by subscribing and rating the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening from. Share the podcast with your friends and enjoy today's conversation. Welcome to this podcast of Sound Off from July 22nd, 2022 with your host, Nate Laux. Nate's guest today is the LaPorte County Sheriff, John Boyd. Now here's your host, Pastor Nate Laux. Hello, friends. Welcome. Today is Friday, July 22nd, and you are listening to the Sound Off Radio Show only on 96.7 The Eagle. It's good to have you with us today. Um, with me in the studio today is Sheriff John Boyd. Sheriff Boyd has been the uh, sheriff here of LaPorte County for about uh, almost eight years, a little almost your eight-year anniversary, honestly. Uh, you are not running, obviously. You are term-limited for um, uh, sheriff in the future, so you are on the final couple months of your administration. How does it feel not to have to run for office right now? Really good. <laughs> do really you, good. Do, do you miss all of the events? Uh, the political events, no. I still try to get out to as many events as I can, community-related events, but not like the political pancake events. pancake-type events? Sometimes. Yeah. It depends. Uh, Did you I'm, gain weight when you were running for office? Uh, I think it was even because I did so much door-to-door that um, it kind of evened itself out. And I also learned to pace myself uh, I, while I went to sometimes two, three, four, five I think a record was five pancake breakfasts in one morning. I wouldn't eat at each one. Of course, I'd pay and maybe have a little bit of coffee, but I certainly wouldn't have pancakes at each uh, breakfast that I went to. There's just no way you can do that. Yeah, I've been watching. Don't don't, don't tell them this. Uh, I've been watching Ron Heeg and Andy uh, Heineck, who are the two sheriff candidates, just to see if they you know they, they get a little pudgier um, during well, that. Well, Andy election. could stand to lose a little bit of weight. Yeah, I mean, he, he's you know, 137 uh, pounds. Of, 137 and a half pounds with his gun belt on. <laughs> Just like that episode of Andy Griffith with Barney Fife. Uh, all right. Uh, we love you guys both, Ron and Andy. Um, we do. So uh, if you have a question for Sheriff John Boyd, you're welcome to call the Liquor Vault on airline or text us at 209-362-0522. I'm excited to talk to you today. You haven't been here in here for a few months, so I've got a lot of questions to catch up on. First, the county agreed to make a, a, a slight tax increase. It was a, about a half a percent tax increase for the Port County residents. And the purpose was to raise more funds for public safety matters. Um, that money can go towards uh, police, fire, EM, EMS, maybe 911, I don't know. Um, and part of that was to include payment for police officers because the payment here or the, the, the salaries, the wages for police in the county is low and we've lost a lot of officers that way. I know it's been hard to attract new officers for everyone. I think not just in LaPorte County, for everyone. Uh, how much do you think pay has to do with that and fixing the pay there? And how much is just the difficulty of being an officer, the schedule, being on seconds, being on thirds, doing all these kind of things is an issue as well? And how, how, how does a new administration look at this and fix this maybe? The answer to your question is C, both A and B are correct. Yeah, uh, it, it has a lot to do with pay and benefits, but it also has to do with, you know, there, there are some that are out there that couldn't get law enforcement by defunding us or abolishing us. So they got us by making it so unattractive to do this job where we're under such public scrutiny all the time that people do not want to subject themselves to that. 
and it therefore is difficult. But with that being said, it's not just in law enforcement. It is in every walk of life, every um, every profession, every field of employment. Everyone is screaming. Employers are screaming. They cannot find good mm-hmm. qualified applicants. People just don't want to work. Uh, it takes a special person to do what we do and subject ourselves to the hazards of what we're subjected to in the scrutiny, uh, the dangers, uh, the whole gamut, but it is very difficult. You and I talked, um, and Jeff, just prior to coming on air, where we just went through an applicant process in which uh, two applicants showed up for our testing uh, and they both failed. One failed the physical agility testing, one passed the physical agility testing, but the immediate next stage was the written examination and that individual failed that. So it's it's difficult to get good. And that's not even the last test before. That's right. right. I mean, there's mental, oh, there's oh, you know, emotional, these kind of things. Background investigation, um, uh, yeah, um, psychological screening, you name it. Uh, we send them through the, the battery of testing and processes but um, it's just difficult. So we're preparing to open up applications once again. We're too so, short right now. So take me back 10 to 15, 20 years. You had two applicants now. What did you used to have? On average, we, we would um, see anywhere between 30 to 60 applicants during an application process. Um, and we also saw a number of qualified applicants come from other agencies. Uh, the sheriff's office was a place that people really were destined to come to. But now we have so many other agencies that are out there that offer such great incentive um, uh, packages and make it so worth the while for people that have higher education and experience that they're being paid for that experience, that education that they have. So we're competing with other agencies that we've never competed with before because they have such a, a better benefit uh, package that we have. When you talk about the lit tax, well, we're really excited that it, it did pass. That's going to be a game changer for us. We haven't seen the fruits of it yet because they'll start collecting it in October and it won't actually come to the local units of government until after January 1st. So it's difficult for us to play with money we don't have yet. But uh, that's something in the next couple of months we're going to see. The government does it all the time. Don't worry, John. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we want to do it the right way. And uh, but we we also need to make sure that the county council uh, approves an appropriate benefit package, not only for our employees that we have now or tenured employees uh, to reward them for what they've endured and the years of uh, lack of pay and lack of benefits, but to attract really good applicants in the future as well. We've got LaPorte County Sheriff John Boyd on the show today. Another question I have for you, and it's a question that I think is a little misunderstood or a little bit, you know, it's a a topic that's going to become. Uh, probably one of the major topics for whoever is elected in November, a new share, a new jail. Um, and so we've got a jail here in downtown Laporte, probably not the best place for a county jail, but it is where it is. Um, it's not far from, obviously, it's connected to the county courthouse. So there's a benefit there for well, it lead to the Laporte County Courthouse, not to the Michigan City one. But you've been on record and other officers and other people have been on record saying we're going to need a new jail. Um First, why is that? Why do we need a new jail? Well, because it's aged uh, so much. While well, we did renovate it and it w- went um, into service after the renovation in about 2002, uh, it was built in 1978. And you've heard me say before that jails age in dog years. So for every year that it's in service, uh, it ages about seven years. So it's, it is outdated. Uh, the wave of the future is to build a linear type jail where it's almost like the uh, 
uh, spokes in a wheel and it would be less manpower intensive the way it's built now is just it just isn't conducive we have a number of uh, structural issues within the facility uh, that we're concerned about but we should also put it in an area where there's room for growth uh, ideal spot would be say the summit farm mm-hmm. in that area halfway between laporte and michigan city or perhaps along ziggler road where county owns property where it would be in conjunction with say the work release center the juvenile services center county highway department our garage is out there as well that might be in a, an appropriate place but an area where there is room for growth and perhaps where we could uh, have a behavioral health center there as well that's something where there is funding that's available through the state and the federal government because unfortunately uh, jails and sheriffs have become the largest provider of mental health care in in their individual counties uh, but I, I think ideally too and I'm not a commissioner um, and I perhaps need to stay in my lane but our county complex isn't outdated completely we still have offices there and it's very appropriate for that but perhaps it could be renovated so some of the county offices could be brought back into the county complex and the county government offices could be contained within the county complex mm-hmm. yep it, if you had to design a jail or if you've seen a jail um uh that you've seen recently designed that you thought was well designed what would you put in a new jail like you said maybe some mental health facilities or something like that is there anything else that a new jail should have obviously even law enforcement um jailing uh and you know these kind of things has changed in the last 40 to 50 years um since this was designed for a new jail what do you think is important to put in there well i think it's really important to have room in which we could have different programs uh, whether it be educational programs or treatment programs part of our problem is we just don't have the room uh, for these programs within the confines of of our jail and so you need room for uh, some of that um, instruction that we would like to have uh, we would like our inmates to come in and then leave as better citizens once they leave but with that said, it is a little bit difficult because our population is very transient. You know, our average length of stay there is uh, about 30 days, and it's difficult to get somebody uh, mm-hmm. fully immersed in a program if they're here today but gone tomorrow. And that's one of the challenges that, that jails have. But uh, perhaps um, you know, judges could sentence people to programs within the jail if we had the room uh, to facilitate the, those programs and then return them to society to better people than when they arrived. Sure. All right, we've got Sheriff John Boyd on the show today. Um, let's get to a question before we go to break here. All right. Thanks so much for calling. I appreciate you listening to the show. What's your question for Sheriff John Boyd? Good afternoon, Sheriff Boyd. Uh, first, I just want to say thank you for your service and your leadership for the last seven and a half years and your staff has been wonderful for LaPorte County. Thank you. Um, as far as the lit tax, um, are, you, are you seeing an uptick in candidates? And I've asked this question multiple times at commissioner's meetings, council meetings. I've asked Mayor Dermody, um, and I'll ask you, what do you see as a plan B if increasing the tax does not attract the candidates? There has to be an alternative without just continually raising our taxes. Thank you. Thanks for calling, Steve. Uh, you're, you're welcome, Steve. Uh, so the first question that you had is, have we seen an uptick? No, because the lit tax has not gone into effect. Therefore, we've not been able to uh, raise the salary or the benefit packages uh, for our current employees or prospective employees. Uh, plan B, what that would be, would uh, would also, inc- we would include in plan A, and that is some incentives. Uh, incentives for higher education, incentives for employees if they're involved in more than just uh, 
uh, their eight-hour shift. Uh, for instance, they're involved in specialties and they have uh, advanced training and certification. Uh, we would like to see them being rewarded uh, for uh, providing their expertise, their knowledge to uh, a certain segment in which they're helping the population. That really would be our, our plan B, but we've got to do something to retain the employees that we have as a priority. And then secondly, uh, attracting good future employees. All right, we've got John Boyd on the show today. Sheriff Boyd is here. Uh, he's just got a couple months left of his administration. Then we'll elect someone new, but it's good to talk to him today. We're going to probably have him here one more time before he's done. Um, but if you have a question, you're welcome to call or text 219-362-0522. You can email me at soundoff at 967theagle.com. If you're shooting with us online, just put your comments in the in the comment area, and I'll ask those as well. We're going to take our first break of the day. We'll be right back here with John Boyd, only on 96.7 The Eagle. Welcome back, friends. Today, we've got Sheriff John Boyd in the studio, um, a local crime-fighting legend uh, here. So if you have a question, the Liquor Vault on airline is 219-362-0522. You're welcome to call or text me. You can also email me at soundoff at 967theagle.com. Uh, let's see. we got a caller. Let's get to that caller. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the show. Sheriff Boyd's here. What's your question for Sheriff Boyd? Yes, uh, I just wanted to, first of all, comment. I see that the Washington Street down around the sheriff's uh, building has been repaved, and I want to congratulate the street department for doing that. It makes it so much nicer. I also see that there is the bicycle lanes marked on the road, and I think that's good. We just need to let people know that uh, that's part of the bicycle riding, too, and people need to be cautious about bicyclists, uh, riding around the the building and so forth. Uh, the motorists need to be cautious about the bicycle, and the bicycles need to be cautious about motorists and pedestrians around there, too. I just hope it all works out. I hope these people backing out of their angled parking place uh, look twice before they back up. The other part that I just wanted to comment, and I have heard it talked about already, the lit tax. Uh, when it was first announced, they said that that was going to go strictly to the compensation of these workers. And now, unfortunately, at least I hear that it's going to go for all kinds of things, uh, vehicles, or maybe the sheriff's uh, jail or something like this. And that wasn't what it originally started out to be. And that does bother me. And uh, I know that uh, Mr. Boyd can talk about that. And rather for me to hang on the line, I will just kind of hang up and uh, go from there. And uh, I hope that uh, this bicycle situation can work out around town, that our community can be uh, bicycle friendly for everything. Thank All right. you. Thank you so much. Uh, real quick, um, uh, a little fact for you. The um, painting there, the, the, the sign for the bicycle there, that's called a shero. Did you know that? No, I did not. I, I learned, learned that. It's, yeah, Thank it's you. an urban uh, development uh, term where you put a bike mark in the road to remind people that there are bikers in downtown. So, Perfect. Uh, yeah. Well, I learned something today. Yep. Uh, in regard to the gentleman caller there, uh, as far as the lit tax, uh, our involvement was, while a large part of it is, in fact, um, to uh, retain our current employees, uh, through compensation attract good qualified applicants in the future. Uh, we also acknowledge that the cost of doing business and all the presentations we went to, and I went to um, in nearly every one uh, of the townships or the, the local units of government made presentations, unless I 
couldn't be at two places at once. I know Chief Deputy Heeg uh, attended one, and I believe it was Long Beach or Michiana Shores, perhaps both. But um, we also talked about the increase in doing business while our budget hasn't increased. And in fact, it's been cut uh, a number of times in the last um, <laughs> Since I've been involved at the sheriff's office, uh, the cost of us doing business has increased. The cost of food for inmates, the cost of gasoline for our cars, the cost of tires for police vehicles, the cost of automobiles, the cost of health care for our inmates uh, and psychiatric care, the cost of medicine, the cost of uniforms, everything has gone up. And the lit tax would help us to uh, help to offset those costs without having to go into our general budget. This is specific for emergency services. So that was the pitch that we had made when we had gone around to the individual townships. And we had also said it would also help us to increase our uh, the number of people that we have at the sheriff's office and law enforcement because we're just so short where we are um, significantly lower than what recommendations are for staffing. So um, a question for you then. Do you think the cost of tires and vehicles now will go down now that Mayor Tom Dermody did get Washington Street paved? And do you think the delay was because he lives his life jealous of your athletic ability from when you were t- uh, in school? Most probably. But I, I have to give credit to the mayor because I, I appreciate that that street got uh, got paved because where I normally park out in front of Washington Street, there was a very large pothole that seemed to find um, water all the time. And I, I, I like to keep my police car clean. And every time someone would drive by that hit that pothole, it would splash up my car. And it was it was never ending. Absolutely. Yeah, it was difficult. But I do appreciate it. It made a big difference out on Washington Street. But they certainly didn't do it for us. It was because it needed it. It needed it. Yeah. Let's get to another caller. Sheriff John Boyd's in the studio today. Thanks so much for listening to the Sound Off Radio Show. What's your question for Sheriff Boyd? Well, hello, Sheriff. This is your elderly neighbor calling. How's, how are things in Galena Township? Hot, but it's, it's going to get better. <laughs> Beautiful, as always. Uh I heard the commissioner's comments on the new law. I know where you stood with that, and um, I stood with you on that as retired law enforcement. Um, About that incident near Indianapolis, uh, we were fortunate, uh, dumb luck, if you will, that there was a young man there that had the proficiency. Had he not had that proficiency, I'm afraid he would have just added to the statistics and who knows where that would have gone. Now, Indiana picked up this law, and it's almost identical to Texas. And interestingly enough, every law enforcement agency in the state of Texas lobbied against their law before they put it through. And if you look at what happened uh, with Uvalde and with uh, the Walmart shooting in El Paso and the church shooting and a little town I think was called Springland or something to that effect Um, it's been very tragic and I am concerned and I wonder if you are as well with these uh, mass shootings as far as uh, young people acquiring these uh, very dangerous weapons and uh, where society is today but before I hang up I too want to echo your first caller, Steve's uh, sentiments on thank you for your service, your leadership. Uh, you truly showed that, and the professionalism is uh, remarkable. And thank you, Sheriff. And with that, 
I'll let you go and enjoy going this weather. <laughs> I will. Thank you for calling in. I, uh, your concern about, uh, am I concerned about the mass shootings? Absolutely. There's nobody that isn't concerned about the mass shootings that are happening, but it's evidence of the fact that we have significant uh, mental health issues in the United States, and it, it also um, is evidence of the fact that we live in a very impulsive society, and people are really um, prone to act out irrationally when they become frustrated, when they become angry, they don't have the coping skills that they need to deal with life's up and downs and rejections. Um, The discipline, it's um, uh, in some regard, our society is just eroding. And I wish I had the answers. I wish I had a magic wand to make it go away. I wish we lived in a utopia. As much as I love my job, I uh, I would trade it if we lived in a perfect world. Quite frankly, we don't. It is interesting on hometownnewsnow.com. Uh, you, you, you'll see a story right now. This is from Michigan City, but uh, a car got sideswiped, um, and the person that did it, you know, drove away. And the person followed them that got sideswiped and ended up putting uh, ten or twelve rounds into the car and killing the person. Right? Uh, it's an, a prime example. Uh, it, it just seems to, you know, uh, a road almost a road rage, you know, kind of thing happens and. Uh, it, it's just it does seem to be getting worse in some in some ways. It you does. Know? Um, it does. All right, we've got Sheriff John Boyd here on the show. Let's let's get to another caller. Hey, thanks so much for calling. Thanks for listening to the show. What's your question for Sheriff Boyd? Oh, hi, Nate and Sheriff Boyd. This is Tommy Kolavik. Hi, Tommy. He says you're going to be retiring soon. The LaPorte County Sheriff's Department is going to be a down man. Uh, I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked all your deputies during the primary. If somebody's interested in becoming a LaPorte County Sheriff's deputy, uh, explain what they got to do and tell us what the starting pay is. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Uh, The first thing that someone should do if they're interested in employment at the Sheriff's Office is they can go to our website or they can come to our front reception area at the Sheriff's Office here in LaPorte and they can ask for an application. They can download an application on our website. Uh, There's a drop-down menu and they can can get an application either for our Merit Division, which would include our Patrol, uh, our Warrants Division, Investigative Division, in which that's a certified position. Someone would need to go to the Indiana Law Enforcement Academy me uh, for a 16-week training and then come back for 16-week training field training at the sheriff's office or they can go into our correctional field uh, in our jail uh, and so uh, our starting pay for our patrol deputies is right around $53,000 and our starting pay in our jail if, if memory serves me correctly is about 47 I'm sure right now Connie Trojanowski is listening to me on the radio and she can send me the exact figures uh, and uh, or Tracy Layton can do that as well uh, I think it's nice that you think they're listening well I think they are because they'll comment after <laughs> okay. after the show today uh, about bits and pieces that they heard um, and I'm trying to remember what else Tommy was asking about. Um, they'd have to go through testing requirements uh, for either position within the sheriff's office, but it's an extremely rewarding position. There's not much of a more rewarding career than working in law enforcement. But it starts by going to the sheriff's office. It does. Okay. Yes. Wait, we're going to take our final break of the day. We'll be right back here with Sheriff John Boyd. Keep listening to 96.7 The Eagle. Welcome back, friends. This is our final segment of Sound Off today. We've got Sheriff John Boyd. And, uh, Sheriff, you've got a correction, I think, or you've got information anyway for Tommy. Yeah, Chief Heeg was, uh, he bailed me out on this one. Uh, for Tommy, our jail starting salary is $42,408, and our merit starting salary is 51749 
All right. And do you only hire at certain times or can people put in applications whenever pretty much? Right now, if they just go to our website, we'll take their application and we will archive it until we announce that we're going to be testing. That way we already have it on file. So just put in the application. But I'll tell you, like I tell everybody else, I'm going to guarantee this. We will not hire you if you do not apply. You have to apply to get hired. Well, I'm not applying, but uh, I, there are well, listeners that probably will. Yeah, exactly. Hey, uh, a question for you. Uh, what proactive steps can your successor take to deal with the mental health overload in the jail, and where does that money come from? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, some of it comes from grants. Some of it comes from the state of Indiana. Um, Do you need more of it, though? Probably? Oh, absolutely. Everybody needs more for mental health. Uh, I, I think what our, the two remaining candidates can do is exactly what they have been doing, and they're really active when it comes to um, different uh, committees, uh, different groups. Uh, different projects where they can be very proactive, but it really is going to need to come from the state level. Uh, and, and I mentioned before that I, I have uh, been involved with the Indiana Sheriff's Association and lobbying downstate. I've actually personally had conversations with the lieutenant governor about incentivizing those that uh, want a career in mental health mm-hmm. to come here to Indiana, remain in Indiana, because we've got a critical shortage on medical health experts and those that provide services. I don't think people realize how how, how short it is just I mean even just for a regular person to find a therapist or a counselor it's just it's just really hard right now yeah know? and I actually was last night I talked to Dean Mazzoni who's the um, uh, CEO at Franciscan Health in Michigan City and, and he was talking about how the, you know they, they wish they could be doing more for mental health but with that said they're doing an awful lot yep. uh, uh, Franciscan has been a great partner for our community but they just don't have enough bed space and enough mental health professionals to help those that have mental health issues and but when you talk about school shootings you're talking all yeah. these things and mental health is such an important part it of it. It would be an investment. You know, it, it really is. Yeah. yeah. In an alternative in many cases to incarceration. Absolutely. Another text for you. Thanks for your, your service, Sheriff Boyd. If you could, would you run again for Sheriff? Oh, is the question. I read that wrong. If you, if you could, comma, would you run for Sheriff? I don't think that I would. Uh, I had a conversation with my wife and family several months ago, and my wife had made the comment, if there weren't term limits, um, I I don't know that it would be a good idea for you to run again. Just the stress on the family um, and being gone all the time. With that said, I I knew what I was getting into. This is a choice, not a sentence. I love, bless you. I love what I do. Uh, It it is a passion, and I work at uh, what I think is the best sheriff's office in the state with the best people. Um, I'm really blessed, and our community has been wonderful. But about five years ago, uh, the the Sheriff's Association, they were talking about potentially lobbying for a constitutional change because sheriffs are term limited by virtue of the Indiana State Constitution, and they wanted to um, explore a possible constitutional change to make it so a sheriff could serve three consecutive terms. We're one of only two states in the country that have a two-term limit uh, on, on sheriffs. Most others are unlimited. Uh, and I was one of the few sheriffs that said, no, I'm, I'm against it. I think that um, term limits are really good. They're very beneficial. Some argue that the term limits are at um, the choice of the voters when it comes to an election time. But I think it's good. I, I think it's good to have good, fresh ideas. I, sometimes a sheriff can get in an office and they can um, you know, really have the corner on the market and it's a popularity contest. Sure. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm a proponent of uh, term limits, so I, I think it's good. And with that said, I can't run. 
Yeah. <laughs> so we're right. going to shut up. Yeah. All right, let's get to another caller. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. You're on the Sound Off Radio Show. What's your question for Sheriff John Boyd? Good morning. Hi. Hello. Yeah. What about, uh, how do we do about striping the county streets? Oh, that would be a, a question for our commissioners and, and, and asking them uh, about how and where your streets are. What I would do is probably just uh, contact your commissioner of which streets need to be, you know, if it's all of them, just tell them all of them, but contact them. Sometimes in government, the squeaky wheel, you know, what, what is that saying? The squeaky wheel gets, gets the, the grease. Yeah. So, um, so just talk to them. Here's a question for you, Sheriff Boyd. I understand your take-home vehicle for cops is good, but some cops are abusing it, using the public vehicle for personal use. Can you explain a little bit what the policy is for police using their vehicles. Yeah, that is part of their compensation package, and nearly every department now has a take-home vehicle policy, and uh, one of the reasons that we do, and the reason so many agencies do, is because um, if if and when, when, when we had pool cars at the sheriff's office, it, they racked up so many miles that they were buying new cars all the time. Uh, it, it's hard wear and tear in a vehicle to run it 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I used to work in an agency where uh, we use cars seven days a week, uh, 24 hours a day, and it is very difficult. It, it's very hard on a, on a vehicle. But uh, it, as short as we are, whether it be because we're short because employees have left or retired, we haven't been able to fill their position, or whether it's short because we have such a big county and and we don't have enough manpower, it isn't uncommon for the first responding deputy to be on scene because they were driving their police vehicle off duty and they respond. When they're in their police vehicle, their radios are on and they're subject to responding to a call for service. I received a really nice email the other day. One of our day shift deputies, Bobby Greer, was in his police vehicle, and he saw a lady that was stopped alongside the road, an older lady, and she had a flat tire. So he stopped because he had the emergency lights and actually got out and changed the tire for her. I'm betting that she's not complaining that he was driving his police car off duty. I would bet that anyone that has a police officer that responds to their need when they're off duty doesn't complain that they're off duty when they're responding. If we see an abuse of the take-home car program, we're going to address it. I haven't seen an abuse of our take-home car program in a number of years. But believe me, if we see an abuse, we do address it. Yeah, it, it's also been proven that, again, you get cars, uh, officers that park in their, you know, parking, uh, you know, on their street or whatever. And just seeing the cop car can sometimes take down crime and make people more aware as well. Right, so, you're exactly right. All right, well, this is our final question of the day. Um, this question was texted into us. What are the plans for Sheriff Boyd after this term? Well, I've talked to Dennis Sedell. I'm, t I'm talking about coming in and doing sound off Buddy, uh, on Tuesdays, I will, Wednesdays, I will and Thursdays. Wrap it for you. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't have any plans yet. I, I will be doing something, but I am retiring from the sheriff's office, not retiring from work. But I'd like to have a different challenge. Uh, I've been in law enforcement for 34 years, and I think it's time to do something different now. Um, uh, time has passed me by a little bit, especially when it comes to technology. I'm having a hard time keeping up with it. <laughs> it's time for new, fresh ideas and for me to do something a little bit different. Something so, where my I don't have to carry a phone 24 hours a day and it doesn't ring uh, at 2.20 in the morning anymore. Still young enough, though, where you're still going to have to work and find something, right. though, right? And so, I, I want to work. I, I, I do love to work. I just don't know what I'll be working at, but I can be choosy. Uh, is it going to be in the government, probably? Probably not. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. All right, because there's already, I had some texts asking, will you run for another office? And I th- I've talked to this before. You've said this on the air before. I don't think you have any plans for running for no. another office, right? Never, never say never, but as of right now, uh, I have no plans, no desire whatsoever to hold another public office. All right, final word, John Boy. What do you want our listeners to know? Uh, I, I would um, just like to um, thank you, uh, the radio station, uh, for your continued support of the sheriff's office. You've been great advocates for us, helping to get our message out and helping us to promote what we're doing. Um, love the public that we work for and that we serve, and uh, I'm looking forward to a great uh, five and a half months left here. All right. Well, always an honor to have you. We'll have you on one more time before you're you're done here. We can we can trash talk all the people we want in our final final segment. Um, so I want to thank you so much for listening. We'll be back on Monday. We've got uh, President Pro Tem of the LaPorte uh, City Council. Tim Frankie is on the show. Um, again, be good to yourself. Be good to others this week. Take care of others. Uh, be good to your neighbors. And keep listening to 96.7 The Eagle. Thank you for joining us and voicing your opinion on this edition of Sound Off. The views on Sound Off are those of the host or callers and do not represent the opinion of 96.7 The Eagle, Spoon River Media LLC, or the sponsors. Sound Off airs every Monday and Friday at 1230. Please mark your calendar and join us again for the next edition of Sound Off on 96.7 The Eagle. Thank you for listening to the Sound Off podcast at 96.7TheEagle.com.